All right, guys, big episode of the Northeast Podcast. We talk all about the Go Bear trade once again and the Wolves title odds that go with it. The All-Stars on the Twins, where Kaprizov's situation stands, and how Judd Brackett had another masterclass in NHL draft. Here we go. And here we go, Nordy's Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm here with Ryan and Jim. How's it going, guys? Excellent. Oh, I'm good, man. Summer is better than winter, turns out. Summer is way better than winter. Lots of fun to be had. Uh, it's been a good week, and we had a great episode of our podcast already. Our screencast was fantastic, so it was check so it good. out. We had all kinds of stuff. Eric, you just, you just love summer because you could do all your pod homework while getting paid to do nothing. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because oh, you're smart. Really you get those checks spread out over the whole year. Love it. Yeah. Yeah, anyone who doesn't do that as a teacher, you're But anyways, um, yeah, I love it. It's been a great time, and our first pod was awesome, so go check that out. Lots of shows to watch, movies to watch. We talked Thor, Love, and Thunder. We talked The Bear. We talked about Captain America, all kinds of fun stuff. So go check out that episode. But before we dive into this one, we need you guys to give us a follow on Twitter and Instagram, at Nordy's Podcast, and also subscribe anywhere that you guys get your favorite podcasts from. You get the Nordy's Podcast directly to your phone or your device each and every week for free. Sick. Fantastic. All right, guys, what are you drinking tonight? Ryan, you go first. What do you got? You still drinking, Captain? I got a I got a Glen Farkless uh, 12-year scotch from Highland, uh, and it's really good. This is, like, it's very similar to Macallan 12, but um, about 20 bucks cheaper per bottle. Really? I know you like the Macallan, and that's now what I like because I don't know anything about scotch, and so I just get a Macallan because you said that was good, and I think it's good. So I'm a McAllen guy. You're a follower. That's all you are. You don't have any brain no, of your own. No, not when it comes to that. I just don't know what's good or not. Um, I'm not. I'm drinking something that isn't very good. I'll just be honest. It's this Indeed Dreamsicle Cream Ale. Um, I got the mix pack. I don't have a lot of options in the fridge. So yeah, just kind of choking this down. I'm uh, drinking the the beer of the summer, uh, Foamer's Lime. Oh, beautiful. You said you were going to keep drinking it. Foamer's Lime. Drinking a bunch of them. It's my summer, my drink of the summer. So lots of good stuff there. All right, guys, time to move on. And we're going to start with the Timberwolves. Why? They deserve it. They've been going for it. They pushed their chips into the middle. And uh, I want to rehash some of the stuff we've talked about with the big trade for Rudy Gobert. Um, First off, we know that the Wolves inquired about Kevin Durant before making the Rudy Gobert trade. Durant was out on the market. He wants to be traded. The Nets have been looking for trade partners. The Wolves approached them, and then Brooklyn asked the Wolves in a trade uh, where the Wolves would receive Kevin Durant, and uh, the Nets would receive Carl Anthony Towns. Deal. Done. Done deal. Let's do it. Just kidding. They also wanted, <laughs> Yeah, you might have. They also wanted Anthony Edwards and four more draft picks. Four first-round picks. We'll take your all your draft picks and your two best players. Get the fuck out of here. Then what do we have left? I mean, we got Scrubs, and we got... I mean... What do you think? D'Lo and KD are going to go win a title? I mean, no. 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 I think that this was important for this to come out because I think it put it in perspective of what these players are worth on the free market. Rudy Gobert is not as good as KD. He doesn't transform a franchise as much. But two things about him. He's like a fucking workhorse. He's a professional who's going to show up and give it his all and not complain and ask for trades. He never has done that. Um, And the other thing is, like, he... We didn't have to give up any of our top players. We didn't even have to give up, like, D'Lo or any of our starters. 
Yeah, I mean, like fringe guys. Yeah, fringe guys. So, dude, I'm looking back makes me even more like happy with this trade. Especially like I think from okay, this trade can be two things, right? It can be a good trade because the Wolves are now at least in the conversation, regardless of how you feel about Gobert, as a Western Conference contender. You mm-hmm. can put him in the top four, sure, to top five, and that. If things go right and maybe one of our draft picks comes good, all of a sudden the Wolves are a different team and they're very competitive. Maybe we move D'Lo, get somebody better mm-hmm. in that position, whatever, whatever. You Let, still have options. That yeah, that you do have options right now still. It can be that we we made a really good trade for now and we gave up maybe a little bit too much in the future. It can be both of those things. And I don't... Depending on where you land on the these future assets are more valuable than the current ones or some blend of that, I think that the Wolves made the correct choice to give up a little bit more to be able to go for it now with Anthony Edwards rising to the top, Carl getting a little bit longer in the tooth. I know he just signed another Supermax, but he's peaking. Um, D'Lo is what he is, going to be gone after this season regardless. Yeah. And then you have some other nice pieces Uh, as role players and i think when you like you said last week when you get a chance to open the window you have to do it and we've never really done that before except for like a couple of kgc so i'm excited i don't care about the 2029 draft pick you know or whatever that we're gonna have to it's gonna be top five protected i'm excited about the next two three four seasons with rudy gobert and what they're trying to build dude covid may have overrun the world by then uh, there may be no sports leagues. There may not be in America. Um, let's just go and try to win one before America crumbles. Please, let's go. Yeah, so um, I did hear some news about why the Wolves are worried about going all in right now. And that is because they're desperately, Lori and A-Rod are desperately working towards a new stadium or a new arena for the Timberwolves. Yeah. In and I would guess that this will be our one chance to get a, an arena with, with the Wolves. Before they move the team. If we don't movie. give it to them, yeah. And that uh, they if I'm in Minneapolis, them. which I'm I'm not in Minneapolis any longer, I would vote yes. Yeah, for sure I would. I always vote yes for things, even if I don't use them, because that's what makes your city a better place and the value of your house and the, you know, the, the quality of your state is by investing. That's in why you state. always vote for the education stipends in your own uh, city, which you do not have children in. So I always appreciate yeah, that. Let's just take a moment to take a break from what we're talking about, just so I can lecture <laughs> everyone on that. Please. If you are a listener of the show and you vote against any education referendum, you're a fucking moron. And I know someone's rolling their eyes and shutting the show off right now and being like, you got one last year. Nah, 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 nah. The cost of living and the cost of everything constantly raises. And we all understand that, but we think that, Everything is just wasted when it comes to education. Good education means high value of your house. Your $45 a year investment more is going to make your house go up by like five to $10,000. Yeah. Don't want to want proof. Uh, go to Fridley and then, and then go to Irondale. The houses are exactly the same. Some of them are in the same neighborhood. And if your kid goes to Irondale, your house is probably worth a hundred thousand dollars more than yeah. if your kid goes to Fridley. And then so, go look yeah. at the little houses and all the little places that are worth, you know, six hundred, seven hundred thousand in St. Anthony. Yeah, yeah. Go like, those houses, houses aren't Linden, special. Linden, Some of them are very cool. Linden, Linden Hills, Edina, oh, yeah. same same situation. There, there are like ramblers that are like seventeen hundred square feet that are complete like property bro- brothers like re gut. <laughs> The whole inside, yep. and it's five hundred and fifty thousand yep. dollars because it's got an Edina zip code. Yes, yep. 
And so obviously vote yes on those, but also vote yes on the stadiums. It increases your value as well. It increases just the draw of your city overall. Yeah. So we're going to have a chance here. And it sounds like they want to be good the next three years because they think that if they're good, that they'll have a better chance of getting a stadium. The other thing I've heard is that they are willing to kick in a bunch of money to, to help pay for the Gophers' new basketball arena that they want built. Why? Well, because the barn is an absolute relic. Wait, and who, would, who would kick in? Lori and A-Rod are willing to like help kick in or find money to help. So you're saying line. it's like maybe like an act of goodwill yeah. that they, they might own a piece of that yeah. so that so that they could grease the wheels with the people of Minneapolis to get they, Target Center, a, a new Target Center. That they think that what's going to happen here is that they want a new stadium and everyone's going to say, well, we need a new Gopher Stadium first. Yeah. And so they're going to say, all right, um, what if we help to get a new Gopher Stadium for you guys? And then for one year, we'll play in the Gophers. Well, wait a minute. You mean a, Gof- a Gophers arena? Yeah, I'm sorry. Gophers like a, a basketball arena. Okay. Because, yeah. sorry, I was I was conflating the stadium with, like, the Huntington Banquet. No. Sorry. So, so they're going to say, everyone wants a new arena for Gopher basketball because it's just a complete joke. So they're going to say, well, what if we help you get that done and we help fund that project? And then for a year, while we rip down the Target Center and build our place, we'll play in that one for a year. And yeah. so they are trying to go build this whole big thing here of basketball in Minnesota. And they feel like they need the Wolves contenders to do that. And so it kind of makes you understand why they were so eager to push the chips in the middle. Here's, well, here's the idea with the, the Timberwolves, what they should really be looking at doing. They should be looking at gathering up $800 million, whatever, you know, the starter money they need. And they need to pick a spot, a special spot, a spot in Blaine, Minnesota. I'll tell you why. <laughs> Don't start. I knew you were going there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> it's already the National Sports Center, which is the largest. And Eric knows a thing or two about this place. I do. I do. It is uh, the largest array of soccer fields in the world. And there's still so much land undeveloped right there. There's like roundabouts with like a little, you know, it goes in like 20 feet. And then it's got like the red barriers because they're going to like keep expanding, expanding. Dude, it could go right in there. Um, every weekend wanna, in the summer, the whole kill. area is just fucking congested anyways. Might as well bring in some Wolves games. You want to kill the appetite for the Wolves uh, fans is put it in blame. I know, I know, I know. They'd Nobody will go. Oh, they'd go. They'd go. Oh, it's too racist up there. Stop. No, racism ends and bordering at Fr- on like Ham Lake. It ends at Minneapolis, starts up in Fridley again, and then ends at Blaine. It's, it's a utopia here. You think there's racism here? <laughs> All right, guys, so the Wolves have the 12th best odds to win the title, according to um, Vegas at this point. I think yeah. that that's low, to be honest I think it's with you. low. I think that's low. Yeah, I think it I makes think sense for Vegas odds. Yeah. But, like, reality is different. We'll pass up well, like the, teams in the West. Yeah. Yeah, I think, I think I mean, they're doing it from, like, what public money can we garner the most out of? Yeah. And I don't think Timberwolves' futures <laughs> are like a they're big never money gonna be bright yeah they're never yeah. gonna draw cash so i get it i mean i'd have to look at the i'd have to look at the the standings from last year and then just kind of go down and see what i think but i my guess is they're more like 10 maybe nine i yeah. don't know i think so, that if the wolves in a weaker west the west is definitely worse than the east at this point again always in the west i think that the wolves should if they if they aren't a top four seed and win their first round matchup we should pissed and head yeah. should roll Sure, they need to they need to improve on last year, so they need to win the first round. I don't think I don't think Connolly should go, but I think Chris Finch should be gone. Finch will have to go. If that's what happens. Players will yeah. have to go. It's going to be heads roll if they don't get out of the first round. And I think that at this point, health you know not without health 
being factored. Of course. I think that we should be mildly disappointed if we don't make the conference final. I'm not saying horribly disappointed, not angry. People shouldn't have to lose their jobs. But I think that we should compete in a competitive series to go to the conference finals. And that should be the minimum of this team. And if the if the conference semifinals are against like let's just say the Suns are the one seed and we're the four and we take them to seven and we lose, I would say that's an acceptable finish mm-hmm. to the season. Yeah, right. Yeah, I would be happy with that. Um, but I think yeah, I think our ex- expectations are set. I mean, like you said, they're opening this window now, right? So say they make it to almost the Western Conference Finals, that leaves them a couple years to improve on that. So maybe the year after, now we're talking Western Conference, maybe the year after that, finals they lose, year after that, finals they win, whatever maybe happens, right? you got to be building towards something. Um, So, Eric, before we we jet it off into the... uh education uh referendum landscape <laughs> not to, and we didn't even touch on arizona uh giving away the public school vouchers of like seventy four hundred dollars a year to keep your kids home for public schools anywho Yikes. what was what's your now that the dust has settled what's your feeling what's your take on the go bear trade i like it it's a big risk it really is like it, it honestly is a big risk and i'm okay with it like i'm happy do his do his playoff numbers scare you enough to say that right now absolutely i'm terrified like the bill like what team has two seven footers on the court late in big games no one does like literally no one and so i am a little concerned about like what this looks like in a big game and how a small ball team like what the warriors would do to us going small and playing with you know, Draymond and Wiggins is their two biggest guys. Like maybe we abuse them inside or maybe they just run us off the court and they can't, we can't play with it. So I don't know what it looks like. A good team might be able to harm us, but it might also push the league to a copycat league and play big, big ball and twin towers it like we are. Well, do you think, do you think we got a little bit scared after how badly Memphis out-rebounded us, that maybe we are overcompensating a little bit? No, it was a problem all year. It was our weakness. Everybody knew it. Everybody exploited it. Our rim protection was bad. We uh, we got beaten points in the paint and rebounds every fucking game. We knew. They knew. Yeah. It got worse in the playoffs with good teams that know how to scheme. But, yeah. If if that's our biggest hole, like – offensively offensive rebounds defensive rebounds and rim protection if that if that's our biggest gap rudy gobert fills all of those yeah exactly he's like the best player that we could have really added you know it it, just as far as like our need filling a need yeah it just is like he's kind of replacing carl anthony towns in all of those things dude i saw a meme and it was like a fourth grader doing like crazy dribbles under his legs like really fast all over the court yeah and it was like Carl Anthony Towns, now that he doesn't have to be the same yeah. anymore. The problem is just that if a team plays small, how does Towns look in space? Kids. That's where yeah. we're going to get. Well, or, or, or how does Finch counter that? Yeah. Like, that's, I, that's what I, I don't know if we have the horses. Out. Like, what happens if we have to have Towns in space on Andrew Wiggins? I'm not saying, like, Andrew Wiggins is some great player. But, like, if a team plays small, can Towns stay with Wiggins on a prim- on the perimeter? I don't think so. I think he yeah. might be no. doing that. And so... It's a risk. It's a risk. But you know what? I'm fine with it because we're Minnesota, damn it, and we never win anything. So you might as well go for it sometimes. Well, like th- let's think about when small ball first came to be a thing, right? And I would say maybe the uh, – I don't want to say the Spurs perfected it because they had Tim Duncan for so many years. But, like, they had a lot of lineups where they did not have the typical, like, tall power forward, tall center, et cetera, 
I think the Warriors perfected it. Yeah. Where they had Draymond Green playing center, and they just had a bunch of small dudes. Everyone probably looked at those lineups and be like, "They can't beat. Look at it. Look at how small these guys are. They can't beat anybody. What What are they going to do? They're not yeah. going to get rebounds." Oh, well, it turns out they were. I mean, you know, you have the greatest shooter of this generation, and maybe all time in the NBA. It changes things, but everything is cyclical, right? Maybe small ball is on its way out. I'm not saying the Wolves have all the metrics to to determine that, but maybe, maybe in some instances, it might be better to have two seven-footers on the court. actually rip. Who knows? I really Who knows? I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all up in the air at this point. I think offensively, it's going to really help. And I think defensively, it's going to help in the regular season. And I just it's don't gonna know. It's going to help so much, well. yeah. Yeah, and that's and that's fair. I, I think that's well, a, if that's that helps completely... us get you know a, a top three seed or something, then maybe he's done his fucking job, and we don't have to play the you know the Warriors the the or the Suns or something that's going to be. I'm going to bet that that Towns and Gobert are going to play less together than you imagine right now. Mm-hmm. Like, I would completely. I agree. think Towns and Gobert will be playing 48 minutes of the game, like they're separately. Al- they'll always be yeah. on the court. One of them. And mm-hmm. they'll, they'll share some time on the court together. But I think just throughout the whole game, one of them will always be in the game. And then there'll be periods of the game where they're both in the game. Sure. Oh, my God. Imagine, just just imagine Gobert starts a game and Towns comes out against the second unit of some other team. <laughs> and could ju- just torch. Yeah, you know, I'm just saying. They're both like, going to start. Could mix it up. But, yeah. No, no, I understand. Yeah. I know. I'm just, I'm being facetious just for fun. But, like, imagine, like, Carl Anthony Towns coming out for the final three minutes of a, of a period and the first three, and just, like, raining threes on whoever their backup power forward is. It would be a nightmare. Dude, he's going to shoot 42%, I swear to God, this year from three. He's, he's I think you're going to have – I think it's going to be something like that. Like, your, your, main, off, your main lineup during the game is going to be Noel, um, Edwards, uh, McDaniels, um, the guy we just signed, uh, uh, Anderson, and Towns, I think is going to be your main lineup out there. And mm. then your second unit lineup is going to be um, D'Lo, D'Lo yeah. and and uh, Gobert. D'Lo is your big scorer and Gobert what is... What about McDaniels? Did you mention Jaden McDaniels? He's going to start. Yeah, yeah I did. he's in the first. Oh, I, I, I think the starters are pretty set. D'Lo... Edwards, McDaniel's, Towns, and Gobert will be your starters. Yeah, and then and then they'll split those groups up into two different groups. Where like D'Lo and Gobert, I think, will be with kind of the second group, and the other group will be like McDaniel's, Edwards, with okay. like Anderson and Noel, something like that. But that I don't know. Cool. That sounds a lot of fun. There's a lot of fun to have here. There's a lot of fun, good pieces on this. I want to put some actual money down this year on a couple of Wolves bets. So whoever has access to that shit, hit me up. And you got you can keep like you know five percent of my winnings that aren't really going to. Well, do happen. you have the internet? Hey, I'm not trying to be. I'm not trying to get. Every time I get skeezed out by these sites, I just rather you take the risk, and I'll give you five percent. I already <laughs> take it, it. Take the whole risk for five percent. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because yeah, we're gonna kill it together. All right. Here's the deal, guys. I don't want to get political because I've already gotten political in this episode talking about paying. The Let's go team. get political. The people want it. But all you have to do to be able to gamble in Minnesota is have the idiot Republicans accidentally um, legalize, legalize. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then be Just like, we didn't don't know talk we're about the gambling. You, you, you call the bill, um, like you know, organizing the slot freedom. machines in casinos or whatever, and then you just put it the second line. They're only going to read the first line. Second line is legalized sports gambling, and it's, then it's the I think that's a. Uh, I think that's a. Uh, we got it. 
that 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 worked once and that will never work again. Oh, but it was it'll working. work again, dude. These it's guys don't want to read this shit. Watch sports with your cell phone out while gambling on game. Bill, act. It yeah, sounds act. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, it's got to be an that's act. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need. It's like it's like the most popular thing. Like everybody wants sports gambling, but for some reason they they we hear all about freedom, but then we don't want freedom here. Well, and then you know what they, you know a card they play every time. Well, what about Canterbury? What are we gonna do about Canterbury? It's like, uh, shut it down. They're fucking like abusing horses and shit like that. Maybe we just close I mean, it. I don't know. I don't know. Have a cool place for me to go bet on sports at. Yeah, yeah. Why don't you turn it into a sports book that also races horses? That'd be fucking. I mean, dope. I'd get rid of the horses and just have a cool sports book. I'd go there like twice a year. All right, uh, let's move on to baseball. Okay. Um, that was fun. That was fun, though. Great, yeah. great Wolves talk. Yep. Yeah, baseball. Um, Buxton and Arise are both named AL All-Stars. Love that. Had to be. They're two just wonderful players. Buxton Very is one of the best players in all of it. And Arise has turned himself into, like, a modern-day twin. This dude is absolutely raking. Well... Like what's the what's like the one notion about modern baseball that they love is like not making outs and Luis Arias does not make a lot of outs and is is very tough and makes a lot of contact so um, yeah for for like a guy who came out of nowhere to be an all star and Buxton's long path to this and like I'm not I don't want to say it so I'm not going to but like been on the field. For a good chunk of the season. Got it. He really has. Got he really it. has. Wait, has he never been an all-star? Buxton's never been an all-star? I don't think, I don't think so. Damn. So do we have any all-star? Doesn't, don't you have to pick one player? Every every team gets, every team gets, gets one, one guaranteed. And we'll, so who was it last year? Probably uh, the pitcher uh, that's gone now. Barrios? Barrios. No, I think Barrios. Barrios made it at some point, yeah. too. So yeah, anyway, right. Right. There's probably one of those guys. But yeah, something like that. So, so nice to have um, you. It is really cool to have, too, and it shows you that there are some really nice players on this team. Um, the other uh, big piece of news about just how stupid baseball is, and by the way, the NFL does this all the time, sports being idiotic. Uh, Shohei Otani, who is literally one of the best players of the generation, I mean, he's, he looks like an absolute lock for the Hall of Fame. I mean, he's one of the best players in the past 25 years. Um, and by best players, you mean one of the best hitters and one of the best pitchers. Well, there you go. He was named to the AL All-Star team as a pitcher and as a hitter. Okay. so you... He was named to the All-Star team twice. Okay. Why? 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 <laughs> Why are we doing stupid things like this? Why is human beings... Well, I think because the, I think because the All-Star him? games have the designated hitters, so like pitchers don't get to hit. They could hit if they want to do an All Star game. They could hit and pitch. He gets to be both in the All Star game. This is like in in the NFL when three, four outside linebackers um, who are four, three pass rushers get put on the All Pro team two times. So like sometime, like one year it was like Von Miller is the first team All Pro defensive end and second team All Pro outside linebacker. Literally, yeah. the dude played one position all year long. We've categorized him as two positions because we can't decide between the two. And then he was named to the team twice, and then someone deserving didn't get named. Is that so, what happened with Shohei Otani? Like, so he Ohtani, took a, a no. hitter's spot? I bet he no. did. No, because he's been, he's been mashing. Or are they just trying to SSD a little bit? Which no, I but I'm saying one last player in baseball gets to be on the team because Otani got to be on the team twice. He's going to be in there and playing in the game, and they could bat him and pitch him if they wanted to. 
with no problems. Well, but like they can't do anything about the fan vote, right? I mean, the fan uh, vote is the fan vote, can, and everyone's they can they could just be like, all right, everyone, he can only make it once, or he's just on the team, and then we're gonna take the next highest vote getter. I hope they do that kind of. Stuff. I'm sure that Eric, I'm sure that they will, but this is like the initial like you know people are gonna drop out. Like Bryce Harper's on there, he's not gonna play, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yuck! You get. I think you're a little too worked up. I, I think so too. A, I meaning mean, a meaningless exhibition you're game. Getting pretty, pretty rain cloud over. This. I mean, I see. I, I, I agree. <laughs> I, I agree with what you're saying. I, I don't. I, I guess I don't disagree with it. As I mean, I understand what you're saying. Guys get to make the team, but we put Otani on this. Two of the twenty-six. Get the fuck out of here with that. No, but like you still have to fill out your roster. So like just because he's voted into that position twice, maybe that's maybe that's how Buxton and Arias got in. So is that how because they, they weren't? They're gonna let him. But listen, they're gonna let him. But listen, the game two times because he's two players on the No, roster. no. Listen, I think they're gonna still <laughs> keep him within the confines of the rules of the baseball game, and they'll probably let him pick. Do you want to pitch or do you want to hit? And he'll do whatever it is that, that he wants to do. And the Twins get to then have two players that are picked by, like, the managerial staff and not by the players in Buxton and Arias. So it benefits the Twins. So there you go. There you go. There you go. Um, <laughs> yeah. Well, let's move on to something even better. Um, and that is the Wild. Had oh. a good week. Actually, that's not true. They didn't have a very good week. They actually had Not really. Week. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say. The, the worst thing about the Wild this week is that Kirill Kaprizov is in and in maybe in a bad way. It looks like it might be a real issue for him and for us. Um, this well, is- remember last week when you talked about uh, Fedotov yeah. Yeah. and the fake ID for the for the uh, uh, military service? And it kind of seems like, I mean, maybe this is just Russia being like, well, anybody we don't like that's in the USA, we're going to say they had a fake ID and all that stuff. And it's kind of seeming like the same thing for Kaprizov. So Kaprizov was like in trouble. So then he left and he got to uh, Dubai. Oh. And then he tried to, he got on a plane and then got denied entry into the US. And he went somewhere else and then he tried to get back in the US again and he got denied again. This is the kind of shit that doesn't happen in like the NFL. Never. In the NFL, if there was no. a Russian player and he played for the Cowboys, Jerry Jones would have fucking flew a plane and got him. And yeah. they would have or not major him. Major League Baseball, some like yeah. Yaziel Puig coming from Cuba, like defecting, and they're like, "Oh, he was on a boat for six days." No, he wasn't. Yeah, no, no, he wasn't. Major yeah. League Baseball had him like on a private jet <laughs> sailing around. I mean, like, there's no way. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's did you thing. see? Have you seen Yaziel Puig? Like, he was not hungry from being on a boat for 14 days straight. Like, he was fine. <laughs> that is, that is, would, this would never happen in any but the NHS. It's crazy. So. We don't know what's up with Kaprizov, if he's in trouble, if he can get back into the country. The thing that's the most crazy to me is that he doesn't have a visa right now. Excuse me, Minnesota Wild. Yeah. How does yeah, what the fuck are you doing? not have a visa into our country? He is one of the best players making millions of dollars for a big organization, and he doesn't have a visa right now, so he can't enter the United States. Where are the Wildens? What are they doing? Where are the wild? Where's his agent? Yeah. Like, what is Minnesota doing? Uh, like, what? The, call the government. Call Tim Walls. Like, do pull all the strings you have. Right. Tina Smith. Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah. Tina. Come on. Tina. Eat your ham. Uh, Let's go. Eat your food. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was not ideal at all. Uh, that did not go well. Um, what did go well is the Wild <laughs> re-signed uh, Mark Andre Fleury. The Flower is back for a two-year yeah. deal with a full no-trade clause. I really like this deal because I think Flurry is a deep goalie who's making decent money and he is reliable. 
Um, if you look at where the Wild are right now, they have Jesper Wallstead, who is the best goalie prospect on earth. And he's a top like five prospect in all of hockey, by far the best goalie prospect in the world. He's like 19 years old, and he's coming to the Iowa. Yeah, Wild. they they need they need two three years. Yeah, yeah. he's not going to be ready this year. He's not going to be ready next year. So I think that their plan is going to be this year. He plays for the Iowa Wild while Talbot and and uh, um, Flurry share the role like they did last year. Then they'll get rid of Talbot, and then Flurry will start the year with some other veteran slapdick guy, and then Wallstead will come in and take the number two spot at some point of that year. And then the next year, Wall said will be the goalie, and I think that's well. Then like they probably like maybe bring him up for uh, spot starts yep. here and there at the Excel, like not on the road. Like it'll be at in St. Paul. Yep. He can learn from Mark Andre Fleury. You know, he can learn what it's like to be a pro, get some tips. You know, kind of like be a sponge, absorb a lot of that stuff. Go back you know, yeah. perfect your craft, and then eventually you're going to be the guy. Yeah, they think he's going to be a big, big, big deal. So um, I do think that that's exciting. It feels like that timeline kind of um, matches up pretty well. Uh, and that- I mean, for Christ's sakes, Darcy Kemper is the Stanley Cup winning goalie. So who fucking knows at this point for goaltenders? Absolutely. Who does know? All right, so it was the NHL draft, and uh, – Judd Brackett had just another masterful performance. This guy is turning into one of the best minds in hockey. Everyone feels like every year he's getting steal after steal. Last year, he took Jesper Walstead, who's now the number one goalie prospect in the world, in the first round. He also took Carson Lambos in the first round last year, who looks like a can't-miss prospect. He just was part of the group that added um, Brock Faber to the team in their trade for Kevin Fiala. And then this year in the draft, I mean, these names won't mean much to people, but he took Liam Ogren, a big forward from Sweden. Um, people thought that we got a bargain on him at 19, that he probably should have went a few picks earlier. And then the big one was Danila Yorov, forward from Russia, another big forward. And in this one, um, some people think he's a top five talent, but that they were so, people were so sketched out about Russia right now that they were too afraid to kind of pull the plug on um, or pull the trigger on that one. And so the Wild get him at 24. Um, Sweet. So two really nice prospects that kind of fell to us in the draft. And then after that, they just went um, big forward hunting. Hunter Haight from Ontario, a big, huge forward. Uh, Rieger Lawrence, another Canadian forward with really good size. Michael Milne, another one from Canada. Um, they got a defenseman from the U.S., Ryan Healy. Um, they backed that up with another defenseman from the U.S., David Spacek. And then another big, huge Slovakian forward, Servak Petrovsky. So they were looking to boost their size, and they know that they're pretty stacked in goal and in defense with their prospects. And they went to build up the forward ranks in this draft, taking six of eight guys, including their first four picks uh, in this draft, in in the first two rounds. So I do think that the most underrated thing about the Wild, um, even though they were good last year, is that they are prospects and they're um, you know, what's coming through the pipeline is kind of loaded right now. Little, yeah, yeah. And it needs to be because of the salary cap situation that everyone knows pending. Yeah. I have Which to find cool. this. I mean, I can picture a window opening for them in like two years when yeah. they have to play young guys because they have them. Then we have all these great young guys that get awesome. And now our window's open. So, and then that, that you know, that's a long window. That's a big window. If you starting with like, you know, kids that are, on like you know cheap contracts for long-term contracts 
Don't get me excited. That could be now huge. I'm thinking like we got Kep, we got Kevin O'Connell. We got the window opening for the Wolves. The, the Twins are winning the Central right now with like a patchwork team of pitchers. Yeah. And I start I start thinking all these stupid things of like maybe we could be like Boston and we could have like multiple teams with championships and then I'm just I just just I don't even want to go down that path because I'll hate myself. It's amazing how quickly we can get on the hope train when we know so, how things end up here. Yeah, they always do. We know what will happen. Like we'll be like about to win the cup and then Caprizov will break his leg and we'll drop three in a row and lose the cup. Yeah, or he'll never come back from Russia. Um, yeah. so. Michael Russo, who is, you know, we've talked about a million times. He's one of the best in the world at his job. Maybe the most respected U.S. hockey journalist um, that there is. He had a guy named Jeff Merrick on his show. I don't know who Jeff Merrick is, but if he's on uh, the podcast talking about stuff with uh, Russo, he probably knows what he's talking about. He said, Judd Brackett, who's the head scout for the Wild, is doing an amazing job. The Minnesota Wild robbed the bank again. When they get out of salary cap jail, sleep on the Minnesota Wild at your own peril. Okay. That feels I pretty like good. I like that. I like your good, you know, pump-up tweet. So we were pretty good last year. We had a disappointing first-round exit to a good team. We were in a tough division, probably the toughest division in hockey. We were pretty good last year. And the next two years, I think they'll be pretty good still. And then yep. the next, that year three, four, and five, I think they're going to try to win the cup. And they, I mean, if I had a gun to my head right now and I had to pick a Minnesota team that was going to win a title where, with where they're at, I would, in the next 10 years, I would feel the most confident saying the Wild. And it's not because I yeah. don't feel good about the Wolves or the, the Vikings or even the Twins, but I think the Wild are currently the best organization in Minnesota. And like yeah. the one that, that just seems like they're getting the most right. And that could I change it, it probably, Yeah, it probably goes, you know, Wild, Vikings... Uh, Timberwolves twins. Yeah, and the Timberwolves. Which is fucked up because, you know, you think the Timberwolves are never going to win, but I feel like the twins will never win again. MLB has changed so much. I don't know, I don't know if any team that's not like one of five teams. Yeah, I know. That's what's fucking yeah. wrong with yeah. baseball. Well, it's, tur- it's it's turned into the Premier League. Yeah, it's or not. The, like, yeah, I mean, except for we're, not... we're Fulham and not motherfucking <laughs> Liverpool. No. Yeah. Or yeah, Man City. We're, we're like Leicester. Yeah. We're Leicester. I don't like, think we're less. You don't think so? We're like, no. so damn. Might have a good year here and there. But we're yeah, it's relegation half the time. Yeah. No, but like, we're we're more like, I would say we're more on, like, we're like an Everton. that are fighting relegation. No, I would say we're more like West Ham. Like, always, we always think we're good enough, but then never not, like, never yeah, quite and good our enough. good enough is an eight. Eight, eight, eight finish. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's West Ham. Yeah. And we we love our bubbles and our target field, and that's it. Yeah, we got a we got a nice shiny stadium with like great food and great hospitality, fans. and everyone has a great time. Yep. Lots of support. Fans are passionate, and the product just is five hundred, <laughs> like bang average. You know what yep. I mean? Yeah, sounds right. I do. All right, guys. Um, it's sorry, it's kind of a short episode of a summer sports cast. There's never a lot to cover in the summer. Hopefully we gave you all the Timberwolves, Twins, and Wild that we could possibly handle. Um, we'll be back as uh, the Vikings are just weeks out of training camp at this point, and uh, we've got everything starting up in fall sports, which is probably the best time of year to be a sports fan. So that's right. Oh, when August, when August hits and training camp speculation starts, it's going to be fun time. Let's it go. It shows you how the NFL is really the king of all sports because you're you know you're like oh man what a great week for hockey what a great week for that first week of july you know with the nba draft and free agency it's so crazy and oh my gosh baseball and all this you know like you hear about these leagues 
And then it's like football's like, yeah, that's cute. We let them all have three weeks. Yeah. yeah. This is yeah we start, we start practice. Yeah. One of the first sports like, cons ever that we didn't even mention, we had nothing for the Vikings, and we, we will next week. I guarantee we have something for them. Yeah. Well, and, and the NBA, I think, is doing the best job of trying to stay in the forefront with the draft, free agency, and then sizing not think, just like a trade, but like someone wants a trade. So that's like news now, right? Well, and 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 I think summer league of like here's the first five draft picks. Yeah, on the first five nights Chet. of summer league, Chet you know got what I mean? Two like, blocks. Let's fucking go! Like, yeah, they're doing a good job. Well, and Chet Chet sank like nine threes too. But other yeah, than that, I like I think hey, I think they're trying they're trying to showcase. They're trying to showcase these guys a lot earlier than the NBA season, which starts in like, you know, in October. So like in earnest, they're trying to get the names of these kids in the mouths of like the reporters and the fans and the supporters. And I think I think the NBA is is financially getting closer to the NFL than I think people think, because like what what what's their next deal projected to be like 75 billion? Anyway, Mm -hmm. we're done. I'm 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 going off on a different tangent that I should have talked about earlier. You tried to get Eric, to that 40 minute mark. Take, we made it, so take it away. Thank you. <laughs> all right, guys, go back and check out our screencast this week. It was really good. We talked all about Thor: Love and Thunder. We talked about the Bear, the show that you all should be watching, uh, and a bunch of other news. So go check that out. Until next week, thanks for hanging out with your good friends here at the Nordies Podcast. Yeah.